So, I, I mean, I look enough like Stephen King that a Stephen King fan asked me to sign one of his books. But not as Stephen King. They were as, aware as that I was you. not Stephen King. I am angry that I didn't think of that first. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Nick Glover, Tim Wick, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. It is our 499th episode, and we are joined by our first ever guest, Melissa Kirscher. She's back to talk with us about cheesy cinema. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Hi, welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Nick Glover. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Tim Wick. Hello, I'm Tim Wick. And Molly Glover. It's me, Molly Glover. No relation. What? <laughs> and, and today, uh, to talk with us about uh, cheesy movies is our returning guest, Melissa Kircher. Hello. Hi, everybody. Good to be ah. back. Hey. Happy, happy number 499, right? I know. Mm. Oh, no. Is, Baby. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. I, thought, I thought Tim just went, no! Like, <laughs> suddenly he'd die at uh, episode 500. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, my God. I Is that possible? <laughs> it could, it but, uh, could happen. Yeah, <laughs> Melissa, you were our guest for our very first episode I where was. we talked about a different kind of cheesy movie, uh, Prometheus. Which I hate. It's yeah. terrible. But you, <laughs> you are, I think, in our circle of friends, you are one of the first people that comes to mind when I think about someone that has a, a strong love for the cheesy movies out there. It, it is true. I, I think, you know, uh, Kelvin and I are, are the two, uh, the, the, the nucleus of our little friend group on, on uh, cheesy movie uh, appreciation here in the Twin Cities nerd community. We're not the only ones, though. I go so I go so far as to say that you really like bad movies, like straight up bad movies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love good movies too, but there I have cultivated over the years a great appreciation for truly shitty cinema. What? So how, how did this happen? Is this something that was fostered in you young, or is it something you grew to appreciate? Or what is the the origin of your love for cheese? Oh, probably the fact that I was an early adopter of Mystery Science Theater 3000. I was uh, one of the people who was dialed in on the UHF TV channel when it happened to just appear on TV. Uh, literally season zero, their test run for Mystery yeah. Science Theater 3000 when it was on. Uh, it wasn't even K KITN yet. It was the the channel, the the channel de designator before that, but it was like, um, yeah, Joel Hodgson and some really slapdash robot puppets uh, yeah. with a bunch of Baragon movies, uh, <laughs> you know, Gamera versus Baragon and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's pro that's probably the nucleus of it because I was I was quite young when that happened, so you know, it it just kind of came from there, and um, I'm a lifelong lover of movies in general. My mother started me young. Um, the first movie I saw in the theater was uh, the, oh, now I'm forgetting it. Uh, 
the mouse and his child and the second was Dumbo and the third was Star Wars and so and Star Wars was also the fourth fifth sixth seventh <laughs> ninth <laughs> so anyway you know I started off strong I, I was like three years old I was, I was just gonna say how old were you when you saw your first movie in the theater yeah I, w- I was yeah that's mom, crazy. my mom was very young when she had me so you know we were kind of in a way growing up at the same time so sure. yeah so in the 70s, you know, hitting the theater with the kid, you know, that's just what we did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, she, she she would always, you know, a few years later was the home video boom. And we didn't have a whole lot of money, but we did get a VCR when it became affordable. And uh, um, there was a local video store that I could walk to and they would just let me rent anything. My, my mom didn't care. <laughs> she's like, I don't know if she should be renting rated R movies, but if she's like getting something out of them and understanding the thoughts. I mean, really, who cares? <laughs> so, yeah. so I could rent just about anything. And, and I had like my little movie guide. And so I was picking out movies that were rated highly and, you know, you know, learning about films. You know, I was, I was a nerd. I was, when I get into something I go to it hard and movies. I definitely did when I was a kid and yeah. it just kind of stayed that way. <laughs> That's great. I, I, wonder, I wanted to wonder. ask a question about mystery science theater 3000 and, and yes. bad movies. Uh, a lot of film purists, a lot of people who are to- super into movies. And I mean, I'm into movies, but you are 500 levels above me, <laughs> but um, really hate Mystery Science Theater 3000 because it makes fun of these bad movies and and doesn't let, give you the opportunity to experience the movie in its pure, unadulterated oh, movie Lord. form. Oh, God. How, how do you uh, feel about that? There, there are two ways to look at this. And I can see where they're coming from. I mean, if I'm going to a movie in a theater, I don't want people talking over it. I don't, no matter how shitty the movie is in the theater, if it's if it's something I paid to go see, just this is the movie I chose to go see in the theater. I don't want to listen to some yokel, you know, think they're more brilliant than everything else and shout out comments or anything like that. I don't want to see your phones out, nothing. Uh, cheering at an exciting part, that's that's something different. You know, applauding when something cool happens, that's great. But, you know, just having a peanut gallery on for any random film, I don't like. But... Oh, and and also, yes, it's there. There's a thing that uh, Quentin Tarantino once said, um, and I'm I'm not kowtowing to Quentin Tarantino. He definitely has his issues, but this is very true. He said, "Never hate a movie. Never hate a movie because no matter how crappy this film is, it was somebody's first project. Somebody put their love into it. Somebody got paid to do it. Somebody, you know." Uh, you know, got their their guild card by working on this movie. It was it was somebody's passion, and somewhere out there, somebody loves this film, even if it's like the mother of one of the actors. There is something of worth in any uh, film, you know, no matter how good or bad it is. Um, the thing with Mystery Science Theater three thousand is while they were making commentary during these movies and yes, making fun of them. They were also playing these movies that were real deep cuts. They couldn't normally see anywhere else. Um, they were, um, 
they were getting people and especially kids interested in all these old Godzilla mm-hmm. movies in in all these crappy old horror movies. A lot of people cut their teeth as film fans watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. And so it and Mystery Science Theater 3000 was definitely not the first people to do this. I mean, um, you know, the whole midnight movie Rocky Horror Picture Show thing uh, existed for years before Mystery Science Theater happened. And it's it's just something that grew out of our culture in that it, it kind of turned a movie into live theater as well. Mm-hmm, and sure. when, when, you know, quote, riffing is done well, it's really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um it's also entertaining when it's not done well. For example, True. at uh, the Convergence panel that you have run that I am sometimes on, Killer Bees. Yes. <laughs> Which we aren't always doing that. Well, that's completely improv. I know MST3K, they write stuff ahead of time yeah. so that when they record, they're doing their good jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we improvise that panel at Convergence. And so they're, I, I love being on that. That's always been one of my favorite things. And you put together some crazy like deep pull reels from yeah. from films that I would never have heard of if it hadn't been for you, Melissa. It's it's amazing. <laughs> and uh, one episode of Mutual of Omaha Wild Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, th- this goes into another thing that I love about, you know, crappy movies, B movies, you know, cult movies, which are actually b- good, but very, very weird or or what have you. The thing about these movies is, one of the things about these movies is that um, they're surprising in some way. Um, a lot of the crappy movies that are actually really entertaining, you know, like Rocky Horror Picture Show or The Apple or you know, Megaforce or, you know, some real, you know, you know, quote, classics like that are that there is some real banana shit going on in these movies. <laughs> and it doesn't work. Yet it's enormously entertaining because they went for it and you failed miserably or, you know, maybe the rest of the movie doesn't work. But like this one thing is crazy and you will never forget it for the rest of your life. And so it's kind of like shopping in a thrift store or going through like the album bins at a at a at a, a vinyl record store, you know, just like pulling through all the cheap shit and you know it's like uh you know the, all this stuff is crap and then you find one real gem in the pile of it's not really good but by god it's entertaining <laughs> uh, <that's, clears throat> melissa I, um, and i um <clears throat> we recently watched skate town usa which i had yes. actually never seen before oh. uh, it's 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 an awful movie it makes absolutely no sense at all um it's just this night in a roller rink. It's weird as shit. Uh, and in the middle of it is Patrick Swayze's debut. Yeah. And, and there is this ape shit, weird, sometimes funny. Sometimes I don't know what the fuck is going on. Roller skating movie. And then there's Patrick Swayze. Who's in a great movie. Oh yes. <laughs> it's like yeah. Patrick Swayze is in a great film and nobody else is even aware of it. Yeah. Uh, and it, that's, that's some of the great stuff that you find in some of these movies is just, you're watching it and you're like, this movie's crap. And then some actor shows up. It doesn't have to be a name actor like Patrick Swayze, yeah. but you're like that dude, that dude is totally all in. And he's <laughs> amazing. For, um, oh, well, it's kind of like there's, there's this movie called troll two, which is not actually a sequel to troll, it's just named Troll 2. And uh, it was 
it was made by an Italian director that I don't think really understood what movies were, but uh, <laughs> the it, the movie is terrible. It is gloriously terrible. But there is one actor in it, and she she's kind of this witchy poo character. You know, she's an evil female witch magic using person mm-hmm. who's you know grinding people and making them into plants, whatever. And she is all in. Now, she's not a great actress, but she is committed. Yeah. It is glorious. It is so fantastic to watch. Uh, my dad is was like the person in my life that watched a lot of bad movies and my mom didn't get it and i didn't always get it either but uh for him it was um lots of like poorly dubbed kung fu movies and things like that where he was watching it for the action and for the martial arts or for for something that you couldn't get from other movies they were doing it and that's where you could get that thing. And it just so happened that the movies that had the thing he wanted were, were, you know, bad movies by, yeah. by uh, as, as society's standards. I, and when I think about that, I also think of like uh, trauma movies where yeah. they're also doing some things that no one else is doing. They're doing mm-hmm. this, like the practical effect gore fest and really over the top, like raunchy sex effects and stuff like that, where it's like, if that's the type of thing you want, if that's the type of thing you're entertained by, you're not really going to find that stuff in, you know, so-called good movies. Yeah. A lot, especially back. Well, especially like 20, 30 years ago. Right. Right. 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, that stuff wasn't in mainstream movies. That wasn't in the big studio releases. Right. Uh, You know, you if you wanted anything, especially like a lot of the genre movies, like I love horror, uh, sci-fi. You know, a lot of genre movies were on those were were B movies because they were getting independently funded and made. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Passion project. Exactly. Exactly. Well, there are so many studios and, and directors and producers, especially, you know, a few decades ago where they, these production houses need these directors or, you know, the Roger Cormans of the world, uh, for instance, uh, these are the people who would give the first jobs to people on movie sets. So like, uh, Roger Corman cheap ass movies are where we got James Cameron from. It's where we got Paul Bartel. It's where we got uh, uh, just a whole bunch of people that we know, big big names. Now they started their their first work in movies under the helm of these crappy uh, filmed in two days uh, movies that were put out into uh, drive-in movie theaters, especially. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson started out in Little Shop of Horrors, which was a Corman production. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, and, and um, it's it's interesting because you kind of, especially these days, because so much of the media that we have these days is is million, million, million dollar movies, uh, you know, billion dollars of box office, everything's polished and market tested. And, and uh, these movies are in production for years and everything is so sanitary deliberate. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's, uh, there's a lot of really good stuff out there. And there are some really grand ideas that can be brought out in movies like this, but there's something missing of the, uh, let's uh, let's rent a few cars and crash them up 
uh, and maybe get some permits to do it. I don't know. Uh, and let's have an entire movie that's just a car chase that a bunch of stunt people did, like the original Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, and there's a certain verve and there's a certain, uh, there's an element of surprise in a lot of this stuff especially for people who, like me, are fucking jaded about movies. I have seen just about everything you can on a screen. And anytime a movie shows me something that surprises me, I am absolutely delighted. And it could be in a, a huge blockbuster movie, or it could be in, uh, you know, some Ozploitation movie that, uh, you know, was made 35 years ago and, you know, initially had an audience of two people, you know? Yeah. yeah. When was the last time you were surprised at a movie? Can you can you think of one? When was a recent time that you saw a movie and you were like, "Wow!" and it, it, it actually like it did the thing you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, what this might not be the most recent one, but within the last couple months, there is yeah. this movie I saw <laughs> on a thirty-five millimeter print at the Elmo Draft House in Austin, Texas. Uh, they brought it out of the vault to show at uh, Fantasticus this year, and. It is a movie, it's on Shutter right now, which I'm really pleased about because now I can foist it upon other people. It's, it's a movie called Snakes. It's also known as Fangs, which is, I think, how it's listed in Shutter. It's also known as Holy Wednesday. And this movie is about this guy creatively named Snakey, who is kind of this old <laughs> prospector dude, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, the white beard and everything and kind of stooped over and he's got overalls. And uh, he drives a shitty old car to town every, every Wednesday um, to this little hick, uh, small town. And the school kids all catch like mice and birds for him to feed to his snakes. And then he shows <laughs> off the snakes. And so the whole town has varying opinions on Snakey. There's like a, a pastor who doesn't really like him all that much. This school teacher who, who likes the snakes, who really likes the snakes. She really <laughs> really likes the snakes and uh you know there's like the the scheming brother and sister who own the general store and you know stuff goes on but snakey has two passions in life he loves snakes and he loves john philip Sousa. <laughs> and he shows off snakes and then he gets together with his friend and he listens to some john philip Sousa really really loud and then things happen where uh, like the friend gets married and says, oh, no, Snakey, we can't listen to John Philip Sousa anymore. And, you know, the, the school teacher goes, oh, no, I'm, I'm embarrassed about you being around Snakey. And, and he's like, no. And then he just kind of snaps and starts <laughs> enacting revenge on everybody with his snakes <laughs> and John Philip Sousa. So, <laughs> so, you know, just his overall experience was amazing because I'd never even heard of this movie before. And Kelvin was sitting right next to me and we were laughing our asses off because it was so bizarre. <laughs> and then there is the, the, the cherry on top of the Sunday. I don't want to describe it too much because if you actually go out and watch this thing, it's amazing. There is this motif that involves chucking cars off of a cliff, which happens over and over and <laughs> over again throughout the movie. And I, I was laughing till I couldn't breathe. It was amazing. That's <laughs> and it, great. Was, it, it was pulled off so well. And this movie was just so into it. And uh, yeah, I, it, it, made, it made my heart go pitter pat. It was so fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> you so um, we talked a little bit about how uh, a lot of like genre movies are kind of you know it seems like that makes up the the most of the the bad movies. Yeah. But I think another category that a lot of people think of when they're thinking about bad movies is is religious movies or yeah. like religious exploitation movies. Oh yeah. Where they're like purposely cranking out something on the cheap to get you know money from religious audiences yeah is anything in particular come to mind in that genre i mean we we for the podcast we've watched uh god's not dead which was which is particularly terrible um oh, yeah. we've, we've seen a couple of other like bad two, religious two different versions of left behind oh, uh, i can't believe behind. there's more than one uh, Kirk Cameron I, saves christmas uh, yeah that's that's a that stinker. was really bad was so bad <laughs> The de- what was the defending the devil? What yeah. was that one? Like, like yeah, was it. we're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I remember right, uh, the legendary Plan Nine from Outer Space was funded by a church because it was, died. yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and and it has nothing nothing to do with religion. Oh, but uh, I think my favorite, uh, I mean, one of my favorite awful movies of all time. I'll watch it like two or three times a year. <laughs> no lie, is The Apple. And The Apple is a movie made in 1980, and it was produced when disco was big. And then in the flash second between it was when it was produced and when it was released, disco died. So <laughs> it, it's this disco sort of musical on kind of an epic scope it, it starts out as an epic scope it it is a sci-fi movie set in the distant future of 1994 it started at this uh eurovision like contest where nice where like the entire world is owned and run by one big music production company head by the nefarious mr Boogaloo. and mm. um so there's this act in this Eurovision thing that's just these two people, a man and a woman from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. And they have just a, a little love song at the Eurovision contest. And it unexpectedly does well against the uh, really glitzy uh, uh, show that was put on by the it's music got company. It's got heart. Yeah, and it's so, all oh, sentimentality. Yeah, so it's all about the... It, it, the the production company takes interest in them but the the guy in the group is is not for this at all but the woman is like yes please i would like a recording contract uh. so, she, so she goes and he doesn't and then it 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 unexpectedly turns into an adam and eve thing uh-huh <laughs> the contract is the apple the contract is the uh-huh. apple. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. oh wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. And, and Eve takes a bite and she's she becomes this huge star. Um but sex, it, drugs, rock and roll. Yeah. This, uh-huh. this movie is glorious. So because um it, it was directed and conceived by Menachem Golan, who was um part of Golden Globus the two guys who started Canon films, legendary Canon films that, that produced a whole load of really oddball, cheap, whatever uh, uh, genre movies in the eighties. And um, this was kind of a passion project for him. And he wanted to do kind of this big religious allegory with this thing. And literally through the course of the movie, like chronologically, you can see it run out of budget. 
at <laughs> this kind of really flashy everything's oh the future God. because everything has domes on it and everything's made of plexiglass it's amazing and then by the end it's hippies in a park like all they could get was a park <laughs> and, and wow. some extras. it's amazing wow and it's, and it's bananas and the big uh this is another uh thing i love about it and uh, going back to the you know things I genuinely love about it. The big bad guy, Mr. Boogaloo, is played by Vladik Scheibel, who, if you know your Bond movies, he was the chess master in uh, from Russia, Russia with Love. Oh. And uh, if I remember right, he was actually part of the real life, part of the Polish resistance during World War II. And then okay. he was done killing Nazis. He was like, oh, I'll become an actor. I mean, why <laughs> he, not? Fuck it. He, <laughs> He is just a class act. He is not funny That's amazing. in. He is del- delightful. And at one point in this movie, you know, this is a kind of a, he's a, a gaunt, but very classy looking man. He is always impeccably dressed in a suit. And he has this uh, Van Dyke uh, uh, facial hair and slick back hair. Like Older the devil. Man, kind of a, yeah. And kind of this gaunt look about him, but he is, he is classy and he is smooth and he is assured and he's speaking like four different languages. Cause at like one point he's speaking to reporters from different countries and he's just shooting through different languages, French, like, German, all the, and like the devil, like the devil. <laughs> he can speak everything. And I have no doubt that that's actually just Vladik Scheibel. It's like, how many languages do you speak? Okay. Let's just rattle through them. Yeah. And then at some point in the movie, he turns around and you can actually see him as the devil. And he is like covered in glitter. His beard is beglittered. His beard is all glittered. He has like gold glitter eyeshadow on and one horn, which is also huh. glittery. <laughs> and he is just taking it seriously. He is going for the gold with this performance. It's amazing. I love it's, it so much. A disco devil. I just uh, a couple days ago, um, my tradition for the new is um, for the last, I don't know, 20 years ago. So uh, Kevin Hatley and I have gotten together and watched shitty Shitty movies on New Year's. Melissa, you're kind of breaking up on us. So I'm going to repeat what you just said and hopefully you will come back to the call. You and Kelvin Hatley watch shitty movies on New Year's together. And she's frozen. While she's, she's frozen, I'm going to tell you. That's the problem with you, recording these episodes via yeah. Zoom. So one time, uh, Jeremy had uh, his own, like, Jeremy Stomberg uh, had his own night at the Trilon, I think, as is John Madden. It, it was a part of a, there's a part of a series they were doing at the, at the Trilon where uh, they invited someone, you know, semi-famous or, or local personality, yeah, local, local personality. To, to come and try to convince the audience why the bad movie they loved is not a bad movie oh, or, it's why, actually good. Or, or why you need to see it. And uh, he made us watch Stunt Rock. No, oh, Stunt uh, Rock. Stunt Rock, a 1978 movie about uh, uh, a stuntman who is also a rocker. If I remember correctly, I'm pulling and it up. Through, no, I, I, don't, I don't even think he was a rocker. It was about no. a stuntman was- and a rock band. Yeah, yeah. Who have nothing to do with one another. (laughs) Right. And for some reason, there's a bunch of uh, uh, cuts and little little bits about, like, uh, large cats. Like uh, like, uh, uh, someone wrestles a leopard or something in the middle of that movie. The band is called Sorcery. 
Yeah. And uh, they, wizard. Uh, they got the Prince of Darkness locked in cosmic because, combat with because the they're, wizard. They're doing all the, oh, the, the special the effects wizards. during the their, the their show. Says, so it's yeah. all stunt-esque. So yeah, that, that uh, it's funny. I, I had been texting Jeremy because I was like, was it side hackers? And he's like, no. And I'm like, what? Am I dreaming this? Did we go to the Trilon and see a movie with you? And there was a motorcycle, and he's like, "Oh, stunt rock!" And it's yeah. Like, yeah, man. We did see Side Hackers too, though, which we, I think also was done on Mystery Science Theater. We, did, we saw Mystery Science Theater Side Hackers. Oh, did we not? Yeah, see yeah. It I think we okay. saw it at the 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 Gizmonic Institute thing that uh, they used to do. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. I so I grew up watching MST3K. Oh, we're still waiting for Melissa to join. So people, yeah, people she not- she dropped. That yeah. the, her her internet went went wacko. Uh, so uh, people might not know this, but uh, Mr. Sensier Three Thousand is from Minnesota. Yeah, uh, uh, Melissa talked about it a little bit, but that started as a, a not even public access show here in Minnesota, and so. I mean, I, I, we all have friends that are like, oh yeah, I have MST3K fan club card number five. Yeah. Just and stuff like that. Like people that have props from them in their garage. And now it's a show with Felicia Day. And now it's a show with Felicia Day. But so like, I, I mean, like we saw the, what is it? Like the, the alien, the, is it Santa versus the aliens? Or there's some movie with uh, like. Martians. Santa versus the Martians yeah. and some things like that. So like, I didn't. I'm not, I, I must admit, I'm not a, uh, a a movie buff. I enjoy movies, but I don't watch them over and over. And I don't set out to like watch every movie nominated for the Oscars mm. or do anything like that. It isn't, uh, movies isn't as much my pastime as TV shows is when it comes to observable media. But I really, I really enjoy uh, watching riffs and watching people riff on movies i don't i i only i only don't like people talking through movies if we're watching it for the first time sure if we've all seen the movie yeah. i enjoy joking around during the movie like that's what what uh uh what i don't like is uh uh, and this is a common thing with older people, but you know, my, uh, my grandma would want to watch a movie with us and we'd be like, are you sure? It's, it's a little complicated. And she'd be like, I'll be fine. And the movie would start and, and like scene one. And she's like, who's that? <laughs> and I'm like, just nobody knows. Nobody like, knows who it is yet. They're, they're going to get into it. They're going to, even if we'd yeah. seen it, I'm like, they're going to get into it. They'll explain it all. I'll be like, okay. Okay. Be like, What's he doing? I'm like, you got to stop. Like, you just got to watch with the movie with your goddamn eyes. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Tim, do you know if Melissa's going to join us back up? Or is I she, haven't got, she... I've been, me- I've been trying to message her. I, I wonder if her internet is just like completely it's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, no because well, I haven't heard from her. Well, and I'm... that's, that's uh, when you have the lizard queen as one of your friends, you know, <laughs> Sometimes she's like, it's like, her people call her back. Episode like 499. This could be the first time we've ever had a guest that we lost <laughs> and we, we can't get back. Uh, I think that's entirely true. So, it's uh, very, very epic. This is this is our cheesy episode. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so it, just in case she's it's, not it's coming like, back. It's like a shitty movie where it just changes right in the middle because they like replace the director with somebody yeah. else who wanted to make a completely different movie. Just don't show Bela Lugosi's face and we'll be fine. So it's like <laughs> just, Justice League then. Yeah, um, yeah. So... Uh, while we're in this nebulous state, uh, Tim, do you have a favorite bad movie? Mm. Something that's widely regarded yeah. as a as a bad movie. That you're you're, oh, you're a movie. You're a movie buff, and you used to go to Butnamathon, where there were often 
bad movies being shown. Oh yeah, they always part, show. Part of it. They, there was at least one really shitty movie that they showed every year. Um, the there's the movie that you know is absolutely bad, but I get a kick out of watching is Plan Nine from Outer Space. Which is uh, the Ed Wood film that's it's legendarily often referred oh, to yeah. as the worst film ever made, but oh yeah, it's so wackadoodle. I just kind of yeah. love it. Um, you know, the actors in it are all terrible, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make any sense at all but it's the last film that bella lugosi ever made in uh, fact he died halfway through he did yeah. and they replaced <laughs> uh replaced bella lugosi with uh ed wood's wife's chiropractor so just a guy on a cape just a guy with a cape <laughs> or, or covering his face um and i really do enjoy the hey it looks like we might actually have melissa back uh, nice. Just in time for almost maybe soon five questions, but that was yeah. our that was our cheesy plot twist. Uh, that was uh, to let you know, Melissa, you're muted. Uh, just <laughs> to just to really just there you go. Uh, we were uh, we were just talking a little bit about uh, some of our favorite bad movies, just a little bit, just touching on it uh, while we we're that waiting. Is. This we mentioned Stunt Rock. And uh, side hackers and uh, plan nine from outer space. Yeah. I, so, Nick, uh, so, okay. So I had one that I was going to say before Melissa came back. Cause I wasn't sure that either of you would know the other two that I really, really truly love, but what are the two you truly love that uh, we know? Uh, bio zombie. I've bio seen bio zombie. I've seen bio zombie. <laughs> uh, and, and wild zero. Oh, um, yes, I love. Of course, I, Melissa I, knew them. I How do. could you think she didn't? I oh, still no. have. He didn't think you and I would know no, them. No, I didn't think. I didn't think you two would. <laughs> and he was I, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a VHS, a good, solid, early bootleg VHS of Wild Zero. Still, I haven't owned a VCR yeah, okay. in years, but I still, I'm not, I haven't gotten rid of that tape. Um, I saw Bio Zombie. There used to be a, a, a an Asian cinema room party at Convergence. Yep. And uh, not theater Nippon, uh, yeah. a a room yeah. party that was just for mostly for the horror stuff, and that's where I saw Bio yeah. Zombie. It's an apocalypse. Yeah. It's an apocalypse. Yes, I I saw Bio Zombie at the Riverview when they used mm. to do midnight uh, Asian cinema. Yeah, like lots of uh, uh, Chinese horror and stuff Kong like that. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's a it's a Chinese zombie movie. Uh, and Lucozaid is the the villain. No, uh, it's mm-hmm. it's great. It's it's a great zombie movie that is terrible and you know on it's the like, lowish side for a budget. What's Wild Zero? Uh, Wild Zero Ooh, Wild is, Zero is, yeah. <laughs> <Wild> Zero. <laughs> Stars the band Guitar Wolf. Wild Wolf. Guitar Wolf is a Japanese garage punk band. Like that is rockabilly, been... like they've yeah, all got like yeah. pompadours. Yeah, I know and, Guitar Wolf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, the three members are Guitar Wolf and Bass Wolf and Drum Wolf. And um, they, they, okay. So Wild Zero Look, is the stars this. Guitar Wolf as the heroes that come to town to save uh, humanity from alien invasion. Because of course. Um, and there's... Uh, I mean, there's guitar laser swords, there's shriek, and there's uh, just there's crazy shit going on in this movie. There's and peace and love, and there's peace su- and love, and surprisingly positive for the the region and era trans representation. Yes, 
Yeah, actually, really, really good. That that's another thing. Um, you know, Have when I you're talking about this? yeah, it's um, it, like literally, there's a male character who is uh, Ace. Yeah, his name is Ace. He's not his Ace. Name is yeah. Ace. <laughs> but he he uh, is you know falling in love with this woman who he later finds out is is trans and then guitar wolf just shows up in front of him like a spirit guide and says no love is love you love who you love i have <laughs> seen this like, movie oh, yeah. Yeah. i yeah. must have seen uh, this in love, cinema love knows no uh race ethnicity uh gender or nationality love is love like yeah. Oh man, yes. I think I think yes. I saw it as a cinema apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a super fucking good, like yeah. bad, cheesy movie, but like way ahead of its time in a lot of ways. So I will say, oh, I really, yeah. I really don't like the movie The Room, uh, but I really like oh, the yeah. movie. I really like the movie about The Room, Disaster Artist. The Disaster Artist, <laughs> Disaster which Artist is, great. is is fantastic. And if you're like me and you don't like The Room and you don't get it. Like, I mean, I get it, but I don't want to watch it. Like, it just feels like uh, not fun to me. Uh, (laughs) You may enjoy The Disaster Artist, which has a a just fantastic Franco Brothers uh, situation in that movie. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, excuse me for a moment. (laughs) Melissa, you have five questions for us. Is that right? Yes, she wrote us five questions. Great. Uh, but she's frozen again. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, no. She did give us five questions, but she hasn't sent them to us. Just like our last episode, we went in blind. Oh, there, uh, she, there is. she is. Hey, look at that. You are there muted, but uh, let's... I'll, I can unmute. Uh, here, hold on. Uh, <laughs> there she there is. She goes. Hey, oh, no, welcome back again. Uh, no, I, oh. I have to, I can ask to unmute. I can't actually. <laughs> I think her. you made her mute herself. This is amazing radio, and you're welcome. This, this is, is our 499th episode. We are and, so uh, good at this, yeah. Melissa. You gotta, you have to unmute. I cannot unmute you. I tried, and it won't let me do it, even though I am the host. I'm um, starting to think she can't hear us based on the fact that she's not responding or unmuting herself, oh, <laughs> and she's gone. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, this is amazing. I do have five questions from a listener if we want to just jump to that or do we want to give it a try here? So uh, you mentioned Disaster Artist. Tim, what's your favorite bad movie? We already covered this. Oh, did we? We did, right, yes. You did Planet from Outer Space. Terribly. Uh, uh, Is there a movie that everybody considers to be a bad movie that you actually think is a really good movie? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm sure there there is. I haven't really thought about it. Like, Um, uh, I have one handy. Yeah, what's your handy one? Hudson Hawk is a good yes. movie. Yes. Everyone shits on Hudson Hawk and says it's a good bad movie. No, Hudson Hawk is just a good movie. Yeah. It is yeah. so much fun and it's so silly. And uh, if you don't like Hudson Hawk, I, I'm sorry. I really, I really like. Uh, okay, so uh, I really like uh, not another teen movie. I think I've oh, mentioned yeah. it before. A lot of people consider that to be bad. I also really like the scary movie franchise, uh, which are objectionably bad. They're not yeah, good movies. Yeah. They're, but I, I, I don't know. I'm a sucker for a parody movie, uh, and, and so that's uh, that's always one that I enjoy. I also. Uh, so a movie that it does not hold up 
at all. But I, I watched it with my dad when I was uh, probably too young. I was probably about 13 or 14. My dad and I watched Kentucky Fried Movie. Oh, boy. Ooh, is that a product of its times? See, my dad was a big fan of that, like that, and like Naked Gun yep, and, yep. And, and that sort of. I mean, that's kind of the same genre as not yep. another team movie. It is, yeah. And like it's it's that Scary it's that movie. Yeah, it's that parody. And I know Kentucky Fried movie was like a pastiche parody sure. of a lot of different things. But yeah, I love I don't know, I love a good parody movie, a B movie that makes fun and and does a lot of like up like send-ups, you know. But uh Kentucky Fried movie has a scene that uh uh, I think should have made me realize I liked girls, but uh, at the time it <laughs> didn't it quite the, click until later. Yeah. It's uh, uh, there's a scene where a woman's getting fucked in the shower and her boobs are pressing up against the glass and they're just going like, and it's just this like, and it's played for laughs, but it's also very like, I don't know. I watched it a lot. Like I yeah. reminded it. I remember my dad you, coming you wore, in. Wore out the tape. Yeah. My dad coming in. He's like, are you watching that scene again? I'm like, no, <laughs> like what? No. Maybe. And he's like, no. He's like, don't make me, don't make your mom mad. I let you watch this. <laughs> I, d- I did just get a note from Melissa that her internet died again, and she's trying to uh, to get back on. Um, I was looking at like, oh yeah, this one. I, I just have been looking online for a few films that are bad movies that that uh, people think are are great. Equilibrium. Yeah. You don't like Equilibrium. No, I love Equilibrium. Oh, okay. I love it. People think that's bad. I totally love that movie. It is. It is. I mean, it's such a cliche dystopia film. It really is. And 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 the whole concept of Gunkata is kind of dopey. But I I love it it. anyway. I love it anyway. It's so cheesy and good. And it's got um, Christian Bale in it. Um, Oh, Melissa has sent our has sent her. her five questions and the real first quick. question. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Real quick, since you said Christian Bale and bad movie, Reign of Fire. Reign of uh, Fire is a good goddamn movie. As long as you can ignore how dragons make other dragons, that then the rest of it's great. It's great. <laughs> hey, welcome back, Melissa. Hi. Um, is the uh, audio coming through? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Hey, hey, good. All right. Good. Uh, we're gonna move on to five questions. Yeah, baby. Just in time. Uh, Hooray, I didn't miss it. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Do you want to start us off with the first question? I can. All right. What is your favorite So Bad It's Great and or (laughs) cult B movie? I, um, I have a I, I so we talked about this a little bit, but I have one in my pocket that I saved just in case this is a five question. Uh it, it maybe hasn't aged super well because of who stars in the movie, but Leonard Part Six. Oh, oh. Uh, it's Bill Cosby's sort of James Bondish movie, but uh, it has it features such things as uh, man-eating lobsters that they scare off with butter, which is obviously the lobster's natural enemy. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I'm going to go with Hot Shots, Ooh, uh, yes. the Charlie Sheen movie that appears to be making fun of the naked gun. <laughs> like, yep. Yep. Uh, it has my favorite line ever, uh, honestly, in, a, in one of those types of movies, which is where 
Christina Applegate uh, is meeting a little boy and she's like, and it's Charlie Sheen's son. And, and he, and she, he's like, you meet my son. And she goes, Oh, what's your name? And he says, Diane. And Charlie Sheen says, I named him after his mother. And she goes, <laughs> I have a son. And I just, I don't know. I die every time, every time. <laughs> that must be hot shots part deux. I think, I think it, it is, is hot shots part Cause, deux. Cause I think, I do, do you realize that one of the, the writers of that is, local yes no yeah i like i like them both i thought they were very funny i loved the naked gun the show and the movies when i was a kid so yeah i've 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 actually hot shots is is one of my favorite movies i think it's hilarious uh and my favorite line from that is why thank you andre i'll have the veal piccata Um, (laughs) (laughs) which if you haven't seen the movie makes no sense at all oh god no sense at all um this is a tough one for me. Um, the so bad they're good. I mean, we kind of talked about it earlier. Is mm-hmm. is I I freaking love uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's hysterically bad. It's bad in yeah. every conceivable way. It's like you just don't understand how Ed Wood ever thought he could make movies or write movies or maybe even walk. It's just like. He, <laughs> He he understands nothing about what he's doing, and and it's an amazing film to watch because of that. Melissa, <laughs> what's your favorite? Uh, so bad it's great. Right now, I think it is the apple. So I talked about it a bit earlier. Yeah. I mean, all right. I I'm still considering getting a bim mark tattooed on my actual skin, Ooh. an actual tattoo. Ooh. Oh my <laughs> so, goodness. Yeah that that is my deep seated love of the apple. <laughs> all right. Question two. What cheese would you pair with a screening of the film you picked? Ah, uh, uh, a, a nice baked brie, I think. Mm. Nice and gooey and okay. indulgent. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I, I think I think I would pick a a smoked, like a smoked cheddar. Oh sure. I think would go well with hot shots. Yeah, I yeah. think because uh, it's it's two things. Sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, um, I think uh, if I'm uh, if I'm watching Plan Nine from Outer Space, that's kind of a it's a hard movie to watch. So I think you need a a, a good hard cheese. Mm. Like, oh sure, like yeah. Maybe maybe a Dubliner, or okay. is a is a really good cheese mm-hmm. that I like a lot. It's 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 a mild, it's a mild cheddar, but it's got like crystals in it and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's stuff to discover in this cheese that looks looks a little boring at the fir- at first, but you know, the more you you get into it, it's it's got some interesting notes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think for the apple, I would I would pair it with a good gouda because nice, gouda, yeah, gouda goes well with apples, but also it does. You get a good aged gouda; it also has the crystals in it, and they kind of yep. sparkle. And there is so much fucking glitter. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's got to sparkle. That cheese has got to shine. <laughs> all right. Uh, question three. Right. If you decided to honor your film selection at a convention or other events, what would you do? Would you do mm. a panel on it, cosplay, or a flash mob, or some other thing? Oh, God. I don't want to publicly acknowledge that I liked Leonard Part 6. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you have to. I know. It's like, it's because it's like. It. I was just thinking if I known the movie if I known the movie we picked was gonna go through the whole question oh, list. I would have gone with one of my other ones. 
Uh, you know, I think, uh, oh shit, come back to me. <laughs> okay, so, think about it, yeah. so because Hot Shots is a Top Gun parody, uh, I think what I would do is a flash mob of yes. uh, pilot jumpsuited male strippers. I want, I want Ooh. dudes, much like uh, Tim's Top Gun the musical that he did, had a very <laughs> uh, sexual dance scene. I think there would need to be, I want a flash mob of pilots who all start, you know, like stripping it down. Uh, and then, uh, and then, and then there were, it would, it would have to be like during like family time. I want it to be during family yeah. hours at a convention. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, we have a, like an Alka-Seltzer room party, like instead of a foam, <laughs> instead of like a foam party, we have like an Alka-Seltzer party okay. <laughs> uh, uh, for the Leonard part six party room. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, are you saying that you're gonna drop things into drinks and? Uh... Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh God! Oh God! Oh God! It just gets uh, it gets worse and worse, doesn't it? And, uh, and, uh, everyone wears animal costumes, and there's no meat being served at all. It's all just vegetarian <laughs> fare. Yeah. Uh, my idea is so good, I might have to do it. Uh, I I think I would turn it into a musical. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Plan Nine from Outer Space, the musical. All the actors would have to be wearing black and white oh my uh, God. costumes, and uh, the music With the would face be face paint. The music would be really dissonant and weird. Um, <laughs> you get everybody. Anyway. You get everybody to paint their faces like they did in 1920s, 1930s yeah. cinema, where it was all very the, the black and white and gray for yeah. for makeup. Yeah, you'd uh, get some theremin in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and lots and lots of paper plates for the yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Melissa, how are you honoring your, your movie? Oh, it'd be cosplay. I'd have to dress up as Mr. Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Complete with glitter beard and the glittery horn and mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the glitter eyeshadow and everything. And uh, I'd walk around with a ton of BIM marks, you know, like little holographic triangles, and I'd stick them <laughs> on people. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Nice. All right. Yes. Question four. Yeah. You have been hired to direct a documentary about your film selection's impact on society. Oh, God. God. What completely unrelated celebrity would you bring in to interview and make pithy comments about this movie? Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I got this. Uh, It would be Chris Evans because uh, Chris Evans was in Not Another Teen Movie. uh, And that was like one of his bigger roles uh, before he went on to like Marvel fame and other things. And I would love to hear. And he was also in Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is a very like pithy movie. So I think he'd be a good choice to come in and make pithy jokes about Hot Shots. I have a feeling he saw it as a young child the way I did and would uh, would appreciate uh, it for what it is. Nice. Uh, I would hire the world's foremost Robert Ebert impersonator. (laughs) (laughs) You mean Roger Ebert, right? Roger Ebert, yes. Roger Ebert, right. Yes, yes. (laughs) I would, looking up Roger Ebert impersonators. Right I would now. hire I would hire Anna Kendrick because she's delightful and she would probably have seen the movie. She's probably seen the movie like 50 times and she would be like quoting the movie to people and talking about Excellent. just how great it is and how much it influenced her. <laughs> yeah, she'd be great. Oh man, I I had an answer in that I, I just thought of a second one would that would also be <laughs> <laughs> right. My first answer was I would hire like 
David Attenborough <laughs> <laughs> to narrate about the apple like yeah. a little wild animal. Yeah. But my other idea was to hire Tommy Wiseau, even though he he probably doesn't even know what the apple is. Oh. <laughs> I've met Tommy Wiseau in person and he he's a he is a work. Yeah, I I don't oh even know God. how to describe him. He he he's insane but he's like really positive you know he's like you do your whatever makes you happy you make the movie i made a movie you make a movie you know and and so i think i just want to have tommy Wiseau there just to see what he do so yeah the one or the other i haven't decided what the 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 better option would be but the apple was produced in 1974 (laughs) yes yeah that would be better you're right i'm gonna stick with (laughs) that is i love it i love it and question five bring it home your documentary is a hit and suddenly you are hired to produce a remake of the film who do you hire to work on the project you know Actors and directors, writers, etc. Like, who who comes to mind to be in a remake? So, uh, uh, all this talk about uh, Hot Shots and like Naked Gun got me thinking about a very similar show, uh, Angie Tribeca. Oh, uh, Angie Tribeca is so uh, good. Uh, check that out for sure. So, uh, uh, Rashida Jones uh, yeah. as as the new Leonard. Uh, uh, how we figure that out. It doesn't matter. And then uh, Steve and Nancy Carell are going to be writing it and, and they will just figure out who's going to direct it, but they can, mm. they can write this uh, extra campy and satirical remake of, of Leonard part six with Rashida Jones as our, our new Leonard. Uh, so I'm going to go with the, uh, uh, with David Dobkin, who directed uh, Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he'd be good to direct the new, the Hot Shots remake. Uh, I want to see Jake Johnson take on the Charlie Sheen role. Uh, he is in uh, New Girl. He is okay. like his most, that's probably his yeah, most yeah. famous role. Uh, he was also in uh, the Doc and Beans episode of uh, Mythic Quest. Yep. Uh, I, I think that there could be some, I think that pulling, uh, uh, Rob McElhenney to be one of the other pilots and there are a bunch of other there are a lot of like fairly built dudes that are really funny that I think could play the other like sure. guys in the in the pilot a bunch and of guys that aren't Chris Pratt exactly yeah, we yeah. don't need Chris Pratt like why would I need a Christian uh, who thinks his wife is property to be in my movie right. it's <laughs> my movie uh, yeah so I think I think that would be really fun and uh, I think they do a good job with it for screenwriter I honestly don't know I'd have to I'd want to probably find somebody who's writing for SNL right now because mm-hmm. SNL is doing a lot of great parody work. And I think that there's, uh, especially there's three writers who are kind of taking over the Lonely Island spot. I don't remember what they call themselves, but they are three young dudes and their shit is amazing. Yeah. And uh, I, I would love to have them on uh, as, nice. as writing, as a writing team. Awesome. Tim? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space was made by basically somebody who knew nothing about making movies. So uh, what I would need to do is get just a complete beginner crew. Like maybe maybe people who were unaware of how movie cameras worked. 
yeah. a director who had who had no idea uh, how to direct a movie, uh, who had hopefully never directed anything before, a bunch of complete unknown actors, preferably people that just looked the part that I found like when I was in a restaurant, like my <laughs> server or somebody somebody like that. It's like, oh, you'd be great in this role. And then, this is really important to take <laughs> the Bella Lugosi role. We get yep. James Hong. <laughs> because he's been in movies for 500 years, yes. right? Yeah. Dude's, yes. dude's closing in on 100. The odds of him yeah. dying before <laughs> we're done filming are very high. So we make very a loose, high. loose COVID policy. Real loose with the COVID real loose, policy. Real loose with the COVID policy. <laughs> and and you know, the goal is to have James Hong die in the middle of, nothing against James Hong he's a good guy he's I love you put, him you put, you put half his shooting days at the end of the sheet yeah <laughs> just, like, the, the longer the longer we get the further we can get into his life the higher the odds that it's going to end and it, it, in order to do this right the man has to die uh, and I'm just going to be the producer because I know too much and I might get something right so we can't <laughs> We can't have that happen. So uh, that's 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 my plan. All right. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, with with what's <laughs> uh, your Where's plan? The you going? I, Where's I, it going? No, I uh, you know I wrote these questions and then I didn't think about answering them before. I <laughs> this is so, no, Melissa. Melissa, you understand the spirit of this podcast. Oh, I know. I know. That's the true I know. spirit. I know. Let's <laughs> Seriously, when we chose the topic cheesy movies, this entire podcast with everything that's happened is like the perfect <laughs> analogy for what we're talking about. Melissa even died halfway through. Twice. Twice. <laughs> this is actually Melissa's chiropractor. Uh, yes. yes. So how are we? How are we redoing the apple? Uh, we're redoing the apple. Um, you know, for I can't decide if I want to remake it well or not well, but I am very intrigued by the concept of a Lin Manuel Miranda <laughs> Oh my god! Of the apple. Oh and my God. All, all of the other things are optional or, or negotiable, except for the fact that I want Mr. Boogaloo to be played by fucking Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh of course. Cage of course. Uh, yeah. with, a, with a Van Dyke beard full of glitter. Oh, no, and, he'd be perfect for that. Yeah, he would, he would yeah. Shoot, he'd be amazing. He would chew the scenery yeah. in the perfect way. And he's got the look, the thin, gaunt yeah. Van Dyke devil look that you described. I can totally see him pulling that off. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, and speaking of uh, bad cult B movie things, uh, there sure have been a lot of those coming from Nicolas Cage lately, and I'm very oh yeah, <laughs> you got you got to be grateful to Nick Cage lately. because other than him, not a lot <laughs> yeah. of people are making really crappy films. Yeah, and when you get Nick Cage, you get full on Cage, you, yeah. even if you're paying him five dollars. Him, <laughs> him, him, and the Christians are the only ones really, really willing to make cheesy films these days. It seems right. <laughs> Uh, his his next movie is uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent, yep. which he is playing himself, and it seems like a, a bit of a meta role. And I'm excited to see Nick Cage act Nick Cage at eleven. So I think that'll be, <laughs> I think that'll be intense. Have you seen the trailer for that thing? 
I have. It, it looks, looks crazy. It looks like, I'm very excited. With, with the Mandalorian. I'm, it has I'm, the Mandalorian. I'm not like I'm not like a Nick Cage stand, but like I'm very excited to see that movie. Yeah. I, 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 I just want a whole movie that a buddy movie between Nick Cage playing Nick Cage with Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so into this. Yeah, it looks great. All right. Uh well, uh Melissa, thank you so much for being our guest and coming on and talk about uh cheesy movies and, and your love for them and from and, one to four ninety-nine. And from yes. your your uh your five questions. And yeah, Yay. thank you so much. Our first episode, our 499th episode. That's so exciting. Thank you for being with us this whole time. It's so great to have you, as always. Thank have you fun so on your much. trip. Oh, have thank fun. you. Have fun on your upcoming trip. And uh, if you are one of our patrons, you may be listening to this episode weeks early. That's crazy, right? What a great deal. And if you're not (laughs) one of our patrons, uh, you know, you could stand to probably slip us a couple bucks and maybe we give you some episodes early. We'll see what happens. You know, sometimes episodes fall off the back of a truck. That's right. You know, and they just come. And hey, then we, yeah, hey, this hey. episode's got a couple of bruises, but you know what? It's still perfectly good. Hey, you know what? The box is banged up, but it don't matter none. Just, yeah, just right? don't, don't try to do the it warranty. It still plays the don't same. Don't try to do the warranty. That's right. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you know, you can find us on the social medias and follow us and uh, comment there. We want to know what your favorite cheesy movie is uh uh what what are you going to defend to the death that other people think is just not a great movie <laughs> rain we, of we, fire we want to know we want to yeah. hear about it uh otherwise we'll be back next tuesday with our 500th episode Holy without missing fuck. a week <laughs> that's insane in that's a row in a row <laughs> in a row you haven't even missed an episode yet like every single week every week, every week. Without fail. My God. People, I, post, I posted died. a couple of episodes late. I, had, the episode had, was there, but I like forgot to post it on the day it was supposed to go up. But uh, they've been there. They've been there. But you, you do that every single week. It's I didn't say we've got... never missed a day. I said we never missed a week. We, uh, car, accident, right. car accidents, snowstorms, friends dying. A pandemics. Sick. sick Sick pets, sick friends, sick wives, you know, like the whole nine yards. Alcohol Kid- and everything. Kidney stones, concussions, like the whole thing. The whole thing. And We're we'll be badass. back before next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Right. Bye. 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 One thing's for sure. Inspector Clay is dead, murdered, and somebody's responsible. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. Authority, we don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging and listen to past podcasts at geekswithoutgod.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. I'm recording up here, damn it.